today on City Cash Chicago. Based strictly on our city's population, if I had to guess, there's likely to be more fans cheering for Poland than Argentina when the teams face off tomorrow in the World Cup. You see, Chicago once boasted the largest Polish population in the U.S. I mean, New York surpassed us, but Polish pride is still very strong in Chicago, especially in Yatskovo. That's in the neighborhood now known as Avondale. We talked earlier this year to Mary Wisniewski and Joanna Marshawick about Yatskovo's rich history. It's Tuesday, November 29th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Wisniewski? That's good. That's all right. Uh, Wisniewski. Very good. Yeah. Marshawick. I've been a I've been a professor for now almost ten years, and so I always tell my students the first day of class, uh, don't let some guy you just met uh, mess up the very first thing you were ever given. <laughs> uh, and, and so, if I mess your names up, feel free to correct me. Mary is a former Tribune journalist, and Joanna is a journalist for Polish Daily News. They wrote about Yatskovo for Chicago Magazine. Mary, I- I'm going to start with you. Where is Yatskovo and when was the first big wave of, of Polish immigrants there? Sure. Um, Yatskovo is the, uh, it-, it goes from about diversity to Belmont. And uh, on the east, it's the Kennedy Expressway. And on the west, it's about the uh, Union Pacific Northwest tracks. Yatskovo is connected to St. Hyacinth Basilica. Um, Ovo in Polish indicates village. So it's like St. Hyacinth's village. That's what it means. When was the first wave of Polish immigrants to this community? There was a huge uh, influx of Polish immigrants starting in the 1880s into Chicago. And, you know, they were coming to escape oppression in, in Poland. They were coming for bread. Um, they were coming for a better opportunity. And in 1930, there were something like 400,000 uh, Polish uh, immigrants in Chicago. Um, in the 1920s, there had been a, a racist law that had been passed that limited the number of people who could come from Eastern Europe and from Southern Europe. You know, the same stuff you hear now, oh, they're going to, um, you know, mess with our gene pool and they're, they're, they're only good for physical labor and they're going to cause crime. It's, it's the same stuff you hear with every single generation. And so they passed a law that, that limited the population. So a lot of the, the Polish community was kind of stuck uh, back then. Um, and then people were coming in again um, in the 80s due to the uh, Refugee Act, which allowed more people to come in. The Avondale, as a Polish center, um, really started getting going in a big way in the 70s and 80s and 90s. And what happened there is uh, a few different things. For one thing, the Kennedy Expressway was built in the 60s, and it pushed out a lot of the people that were in the old Polish triangle area around uh, Ashland and Division in Milwaukee, or in Wicker Park and West Town, and kind of pushed them out and pushed them west into cheaper areas. Um, the other thing that happened is that those areas started to, you know, on the um, northwest side started to gentrify and newer immigrants couldn't afford them. And so the the, the big heyday for Yatskovo, for the Polish village area, 70s, 80s, 90s, and into the early 2000s. Me, myself, uh, growing up in a communist Poland in the 80s, my father actually decided to come to Chicago in that time. And uh, Mary mentioned the Refugee Act. This was actually a big deal because for many of those um, Polish immigrants who came on vacation visas or came for a um, 
just temporary seasonal jobs. Um, through that act, they were able to legalize their stay. I remember when I was a child, I remember that, that word, asylum. I actually didn't know very well what that meant, but um, later I found out, uh, listening to my dad's stories, that a lot of people he met in Chicago, a lot of people he met in Yatskovo in the 80s, at that time applied for political asylum, and that allowed them to be here. But um, let's say um, my generation of the Polish Americans living in Chicago now, in many cases, are children of uh, solidarity immigrants, of immigrants of that era, the 80s. When exactly did you say you uh, came to Chicago? I came for the first time in 1999, but just for a short time, for a couple of months. And then I, I went back in early 2000s. Mary, what was your relationship uh, to Yatskova? Well, I was, uh, um, I used to live in Ukrainian village. I was starting off as a reporter and it became too expensive there. So I, uh, um, but I'm of Polish descent. So I kind of like followed the rye bread trail, you know, down Milwaukee Avenue and I ended up in Yatskovo. And uh, at the time it was like, it was so wonderful because it was like being in another country. You know, you'd walk around and you'd hear Polish and you'd, you know, you'd see people out on their front porches playing chess and you'd see these, these you know, women walking around in high heels and, and their hair done up while they're going to the laundry because everyone was very concerned about their appearance. And, and it seemed like people were working at all hours and there was always a party going on. You know, I was living across the street from the Cafe Laura, and I was living uh, near the Marilla Polonaise, and there were always you know, crowds of young people, you know, done up to, the, they'd been working for a 60-hour week, and it was time to party, and they were, you know, going to listen to techno rock, or they were going to listen to bands from Poland, and it was really exciting. It was, it was, it, was, it felt like being a part of something um, that was really new and different and interesting. Joanna, by the time you came to Chicago, was there a, a strong Polish identity in the Avondale neighborhood still? So when I first came in 1999, it was still considered a Polish neighborhood. And it looked and it felt very, very Polish. I didn't really like it. I thought it was um, kind of uh, like the time stopped there. So uh, I thought it was ugly. Uh, it was gray and sad. Uh, the buildings were so close together. It didn't... Uh, I guess I was expecting to see the skyscrapers right away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, was, it was very busy. There were lots of businesses, uh, lot, lots of parties, a lot going on. But visually, it was not too appealing and uh, I thought it was also kind of dirty, crowded, uh, houses so close together. So I did not like it that much. <laughs> I, I appreciate you keeping it so real. You was like, I'm going to be real with you, Kobe. <laughs> the people were speaking Polish, but it didn't feel like Polish. <laughs> but I have to tell you, no, so uh, this is where I started. And that's where many Polish immigrants started. Now, 20 years later, when I took a walk through that neighborhood, and I saw what's going on, that it's so different that the businesses, 
that I and the stores that I visited that first summer are disappearing, and even those what I consider uh, ugly shopping windows uh, are disappearing, I really felt very sad. I guess all Polish immigrants have that big, big sentiment to the place where they started, and that was Jackowo. Joanna, can you talk about the changes in Avondale from Polish to Hispanic over the last couple of decades? I believe it's now 62, uh, by the time the 2000s rolled around, it was 62% Hispanic. Again, when I came first in early 2000s, it was still heavily Polish neighborhood. But you could already see uh, waves of Hispanics um, moving into the neighborhood. To me personally, it was it was something exciting and fascinating, but a lo lots of Polish immigrants were not too comfortable with that because uh, they were so used to going to the store and speaking only Polish and, you know, having those movie popolsku signs everywhere. And this, they felt like this is their neighborhood. Mary, you know, can you tell me a little bit about as the neighborhood has shifted, what does retail and business in Avondale look like now for, for Polish businesses? Well, the, the sad thing is um, that not just that the so many of the Polish businesses have gone, um, that there, but that so many of the Hispanic businesses have gone because the immigrants of both groups have been pushed out. I I, I still live in the in the area. I live near St. Wenceslas, and I've seen over the years um, building after building getting shuttered or torn down, and vacant lots being left, and nothing taking its place. I mean, if you have a Polish bakery replaced by a Mexican bakery, that's great. You know, you still get fresh bread. You know, it's wonderful. I, I love living in a vibrant ethnic community. Um, but what we're seeing now is this huge vacancy rate, um, you know, as, as much as 40% vacancy in the retail area. And some of it's high taxes, some of it's people who are charging rents that are too high for the neighborhood. And it's sad because you don't want to just see new condos go up. You want to see life. You want to see people on the sidewalks. It's a strange view to go to Yatskova right now, see all these new condos, but not seeing the old places uh, who are serving, you know, rye bread or uh, Polish restaurants. Uh, I think the neighborhood is missing Polish restaurants. Younger generation come back to Yatskovo to visit. They want to see, for example, where their parents met. Let's say they met in one of the dance clubs. Sorry, there is not much to see. Do you all have any like businesses or restaurants that you frequented that are no longer there that you just absolutely miss? Many of them, right? Definitely. Many of them. Yeah, I miss I miss going to Cafe Laura and, you know, seeing bands. And um, I loved, uh, I used to be able to love going to the Orbit restaurant, um, going to Pashenka's Bakery um, and getting fresh rolls. I mean, you used to just be able to walk. The only thing that will probably be there for always, uh, let's hope, is the St. Hyacinth Basilica. This is where everything started. That's where uh, the neighborhood was established right there because over there there is a big Catholic church built by the Polish people. Is Chicago still a destination for Polish immigrants? And if so, where are they primarily living now? Uh, the answer is short. No, it is not anymore a prime destination for, for the immigrants, for the Polish immigrants. When uh, Poland joined the European Union in 2004, 
people didn't have to apply for visas and come to America anymore to make money. They were able to go to places much closer to Poland, to France, to Germany, to Ireland, to Great Britain. Uh, the people who come now, the Polish people who come now, they come to visit. They come for tourism. They come for business. Not anymore za chlebem, which is for bread. Uh-huh. I, I, I marked that one in my brain. I, I marked uh, for bread and for vacation in, in my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chicago may not be anymore the uh, second largest Polish city outside of Warsaw, but there is still a huge uh, population of Polish immigrants here. It's still in a big way. It's still a Polish city in many ways, but we are just more scattered. We are all over the place. Yeah. If you want to experience Poland, you know, come and, you know, eat at Staropolska, have a, have a beer at the Podlasha Club, uh, go to mass at uh, St. Hyacinth's and uh, you'll be able to, you know, find the old Polish community again. Mary Wisniewski and Joanna Marshawick wrote The Death and Possible Rebirth of Yatskovo for Chicago Magazine. The pair recently won an award from the Chicago Journalists Association. If you live in the neighborhood, the Avondale Neighborhood Association is hosting a series of public meetings to develop an Avondale community plan. Tonight's meeting is at 6 o'clock at Avondale Logandale Elementary. For the other dates, including ones offering Spanish and Polish translation, check the show notes. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. As COVID-19, the flu, and the respiratory virus RSV numbers are going up, check out today's Hey Chicago for a quick breakdown on the differences in illness and ways to protect yourself against a December bug. Read now at chicago.citycast.fm slash newsletter. You've got about a week left to comment on the Chicago Police Department's Criminal Enterprise Information System, a.k.a. the new gang database. The city's former watchdog said the original gang database gathered data in a racist way and was deeply flawed, which prompted the redesign. A draft policy for the proposed system is available now online. Mayor Lori Lightfoot and U.S. Congressman Jesus Chuy Garcia filed their petitions yesterday to get on the ballot for February's municipal election. And some good news to get you through. The Chicago Elite Classic is back. One of the nation's premier high school basketball tournaments for girls and boys kicks off this weekend at Credit Union One Arena on UIC's campus. Some of the city's top teams are going to be out there. You can check the link below for tickets. As always, we appreciate you for listening. If you want to show us an extra bit of love, nominate CityCast Chicago for Best Podcast and Hey Chicago for Best Newsletter as part of the Chicago Reader's Best of 2022 list. There's a link for you and, of course, the show notes. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace. You know, just, just always check the show notes. It's a safe bet. Uh, while you're down there, you can check the phone number. If you got anything you want to send CityCast Chicago, go on check in with the number.